Yo, what's up, everyone? G Money Stacks here. You may remember me from shows like Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, Sports Edition show, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show. I'm here to talk to you at home about Spotify for podcasters. Why are you wasting and struggling with your money on a hosting site to promote your show with limited storages? Forget about it. Let's break this down. If you are a current Anchor user, don't worry about the changes. Everything will be the same with added new features. Spotify for Podcasters, formerly known as Anchor, is a free hosting site and phone app that gives you old and new creation tools, also provides free hosting with access to record, upload videos from podcast episodes, edit, add music to your show, monetize, Q&A questions, polls, distribute your podcast on streaming platforms, tracking analytics, plus the show's growth audience from international places, Canada, USA, international, including Long Island and the five boroughs of New York and much more. You can get money from sponsorship with no minimum listenership. Spotify for Podcasters also offers hosting and a way to upload podcast videos to attract listeners also keep track of the number number of streams these are the important keys to making a podcast if you like to create a podcast and be a guest co-host like myself you can download the free spotify for podcasters app on your iphones android phones ipads android tablets apple mac and dell laptops with windows or check out the website for more information to get a head start on your podcast journey at www.podcasters.spotify.com. If I can reach success, so can you. Take advantage of the opportunity that's thrown in your face. I'm G Money Stacks, aka the Greginator. Thank you for listening to me and the podcast. Let's go.
Yo, good evening and happy 247th birthday to America and happy 4th of July to every single one of you out there in the military, especially the Marines, the Navy, the Army, wherever you um, serve your country, we thank you for your service and everything else. And I hope everybody is enjoying themselves on this 4th of July, along with Canada, USA, International, Long Island, a.k.a. Strong Island, plus the five spots of Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, Stand Island, and Queens. And this is your man, G Money Stacks, a.k.a. The Greginator, YouTuber, host with the most misunderstood, lonely, nomad, unstoppable, independent podcaster. And, and of course, Queens, New York native, and, of course, rookie podcaster of Queens, New York. Morris in Queens, New York, to be exact. And you're rocking with me and along with my and you're rocking with me and along with um with the 274th episode of Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast. And yes, you can hear the fireworks outside of my 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 um my neighborhood right now. Um, because everybody's having a blast right now, man. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> and we're live and direct from StreamYard and alongside with YouTube. And speaking of YouTube, why don't you go ahead, you at home that's enjoying yourselves right now, man. I really hope y'all safe, y'all safe out there. And I hope y'all are aware of the street closures of three locations that I just mentioned in the last episode and everywhere else in between. Um, yeah, and, and in the meantime, um Go ahead and grab that subscribe button for me on the YouTube channel page of G Money Stacks Triple Five. Leave a like and a comment along with the episodes and and the topics that's being discussed. And click on and tap on the noti the noti noti bell, which is the notification bell to be exact, along with alerts so you can be reminded when the show goes in the air via live stream and and along with the date and the time so um make sure you listen stream watch the episodes in case you miss any of them don't worry i got you back with everything and and of course you know you know stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes and previous episodes and of course tell a friend to another friend and now i handle the rest at the end of the, at the end of the show so there you have it right there man um and um now without further ado before we even get into um before we get into anything let's get into a little mental health check-in man because today's topic in the mental health check-in segment is going to be about autism and of course um how i'm feeling mentally physically and spiritually you ask I am overall. I am doing. I am doing all right. I'm taking it one day at a time. So there you have it, right there. Here it is, mental health check-in. Okay, here we go. Here we go. All right. So autism. Here, here we go. Now, what is autism, you ask? Um, first and foremost, 
um let's get into um let's get into it right here but before i get into it let me give a shout out to the people in the live chat right here on instagram live right here on the podcast show page all right so shout outs to um with the game on the line long time no see and sensibly cynical podcast shout outs to sean and of course everything else in between um hold on Homie Sean wants to be in this. Hold on a second here. Hold on a minute here. Hold up. Wait a minute here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me just let me just get this guy in here, man. Hold on a second, folks. Hold on. Okay. Yo, what up, Sean? Happy Fourth of July, man. How's everything going? How's everything going? I just saw your request. Are you trying to um? Are you trying to come into the Instagram live feed? But I don't see you. Anyway, um, all right. Let me let me get let me get going on this though. Um, so yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so let's get into what autism is about, though. So let's, um, so this is from autismspeaks.org. And autism or autism spectrum disorder refers to a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behavior, speech, and nonverbal communication. According to the Census of Four Disease Control, autism affects an estimated one in 36 children in the United States today. We know that there is not one autism, but many subtypes, most influenced by a combination of generic and environmental factors. Because autism is a spectrum disorder, each person with autism has a distinct set of strengths and challenges the ways in which people with autism learn think and problem solve can range from highly skilled to severely challenged some people with asd may require significant support in their daily lives while others may need less support and in some cases live entirely independently and um and several factors may influence the development of autism and it is often accompanied by sensory sensitivities and medical issues medical issues such as um gastro gastro gastrointestinal 
disorders, seizures or sleep disorders, as well as mental health challenges, such as anxiety, depression, and attention issues. Signs of autism usually appears by age two or three. Some associated development delays can appear even earlier and often it can be diagnosed as early as 18 months. Research shows that early intervention leads to positive outcomes later in life for people with autism. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Now on to some transportation news that we need to get to. Um, on to some transportation news. Let's get into the New York Mass Transit Files right here, man. Hold on. Yes, here it is. Let's get into some New York Mass Transit Files, shall we? Um, we got two topics to get into and everything else in between. And before I get to that, let me see what he says here. <laughs> I hear that, Sean. I hear that, man. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. Um, all right, let's get into it right here, right now, man. Okay, some MTA transit news. The MTA has restored its live Twitter alerts for transit service after Elon Musk backed off a demand for payment to automate post. The transit agency had yanked its automated alerts for subway, bus, and commuter rail service from Twitter last week after the social media platform reportedly demanded $50,000 per month for the ability to access the application programming interface, um, which had previously been free. <laughs> yeah, like anybody's going to pay that type of money for a social media platform. Yeah, right. Like, you can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious. You know, <laughs> you cannot be serious right there, man. That, that right there is a no-no. That's a no-no right there, man. I'm sorry, but <laughs> that's highway robbery right there, folks. That's real. It really is, man. It really is. <laughs> it really is, though. Um, what, what the hell are you paying fifty thousand dollars for, man? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right there, man. <laughs> That's fucking ridiculous right there. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, anyway, um the API is essentially a tool for web developers to build programs that communicate and work with larger platforms like Twitter and and a requirement for agencies like the MTA to automate posts. The fiscally beleaguered MTA refused to pay to post the service advisories and opted instead to discontinue them, pointing writers instead to its website, apps, station screens, and um, messaging 
services. On Tuesday, amid much public criticism, Twitter did, did an about face and declared that government agencies like the like the MTA can access the API for free to post public service alerts. One of the most important use case use cases for for the Twitter API has always been public utility. Twitter's development team tweeted verified gov or publicly publicly owned services who tweet weather alerts transport updates and emergency notifications may use the api for these critical purposes for free and shout out to cleave to cleave from uh with the game on the line podcast haven't heard from this guy in a minute how you feeling how you feeling cleave hope you're having a nice fourth of july with all your friends and everybody, including your family and everybody else in between. Hope you're safe out there, working hard and everything else. And and yeah, shouts to you for viewing this. All right. All right. So um, one of the most important use cases for the Twitter API has always been public utility. Uh, Twitter's development team team tweeted, verified gov or publicly owned services who tweet weather alerts, transport updates, and emergency notifications may use the API for these critical purposes for free. And yes, the fireworks are still going on, and, and that's understandable. Um, the MTA announced soon afterwards it was considering restoring the alerts on its accounts including its 1 million follower subway alerts feed on thursday the mta's acting chief customer officer on shanifa riera made it official bringing the alerts back online at exactly 4 p.m following this story's initial publication the MTAs informed Twitter senior management that it would not pay to provide the public with critical service information, said Riera. Twitter got the message and reversed its plan to charge the MTA more than half of a million dollars per year for these alerts. So now no transit agency will need to pay. The MTA also received written assurances from Twitter that reliability on the platform will be guaranteed through technological means. So riders can count on receiving messages posted on Twitter. As a result, the MTA will resume providing service alerts on its Twitter accounts. Riera also noted that riders can still get service advisories on its website apps and through email and text messages and said that riders had taken advantage of those services during the brief Twitter um, interregnum. Meanwhile, Twitter's active community of rail fans stepped up in the interim to ensure riders get the information they need. Will Davis, a self-described gorilla, <laughs> gorilla, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, gorilla urbanist <laughs> and transit enthusiast, oh man, um, transit enthusiast, um, shit poster, <laughs> launched MTA alerts bot which automatically posts subway service alerts just like the the um 
the NY, the NY, the New York City Transit subway account. The software engineer who lived in New York but recently moved back to his native Texas mainly tweets from the account um, Yimby Land. <laughs> Davis told AM New York Metro that he dug into the code and learned all the data used for the alerts was open sourced and posted to the general transit feeds specification a web standard where transit agencies upload real-time data on their systems besides twitter alerts gtfs is also used to provide service information with google maps google created it so it would be easy for any transit organization out there as long as they stuck to the standard they could integrate with google services david said in an interview noting the mta is great with open source data so like google maps all the google transit integrations they have in google maps that are really slick and work nicely it's because san francisco's um brt <laughs> bart <laughs> Yeah, Bart. <laughs> well, not the Simpsons, man. <laughs> oh, man. And the MTA and the CTA in Chicago all use and therefore abide by this GTFS. Pretty interesting little thing. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, after that, after learning that it didn't take long for Davis, who was a regular subway commuter when he lived in New York, to figure out how to make his own live alert alerts bot. Not super hard, Davis said. It just took like an hour. Musk, the world, the world's second richest man who bought Twitter last year for $44 billion, had introduced a new pricing scheme for API access that would be free for small amounts of posts, $100 for up to 50,000 posts per, per month, and variable enterprise pricing for large organizations that can run tens of thousands of dollars per month, though Musk had also said bots creating good content could post for free. Oh my gosh, man. That's why everybody ran away from fucking Twitter, man. You know what I'm saying? That's why everybody ran away from that shit. Cause when people heard that he tried to bring back um Cheese Face 45, which is which is which is former President Trump, of course, I, I feel like he was trying to bring back he was trying to bring back some hate, man. And I'm not with that. So that's why that's why people ran for the hills, man. That's exactly what I did, man, since I had Twitter. I ran for the fucking hills because I knew something stupid was gonna happen, man. Something fucking stupid always happens to people. You know what I'm you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, not everybody likes that shit anyway. But anyway, um <laughs> let's let's continue where we left off here, man. Um <laughs> all right, so so let's see where do we leave off here um okay so <laughs> all right so what did i where did i leave off here 
Um, yes. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see where I left off here. Right here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Um. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Yes. So, <laughs> um, yeah. After learning that it didn't take long for Davis, who was a regular subway commuter, when he lived in when he lived in New York, to figure out how to make his own live alert alert spot. Not super hard, Davis said. It just took like an hour. Yeah, I already did that part already, though. I did that part. Um, Davis opted. Davis opted to pay the $100 to build his bot, saying he could afford to pay for what he characterized as a domain to the people of New York. It's not it's not insignificant, he said, but it's something that I can foot and it definitely provides more than $100 of value to New Yorkers. Wow, wow, wow. I mean, wow. Yes, um, <laughs> yes, um, yes. So the bot still has just 298 followers as of Thursday afternoon, but David says it is perfectly scalable from 100 followers to a million followers. Davis cautioned that his bot is just a lightweight version of the MTA's account and not a replacement. For one, he does not monitor it 24-7 and does not manually manually answer riders' questions like the MTA. Instead, just letting the bot post automatically, he also has only made a version for subway alerts, not for bus and commuter rail. And since he is technically limited in the amount of tweets he can post monthly, the bot could theoretically be kneecapped from posting after reaching its cap. Furthermore, the bot um, is not subject to the same level of scrutiny as the MTA account. The MTA as a governmental organization wants to have things locked down. So let's say there's some intermittency with the API or something like that. Or one day they are tweeting out a ton of tweets and they reach their max tweet limit and it goes down. Well, the MTA, there's there's political fallout from that, said Davis. Whereas for me, it's no skin off my back. Maybe someone gets mad on Twitter. It's like, yo, what the heck? Why is the service down? And then I can tweet, oh, sorry. Ran out of tweets for the day. It'll be back up in an hour or something. There's a, there's a little bit more leeway with a sovereign citizen versus a governmental organization. The MTA declined to comment on Davis's bot. In other MTA news, um, they decided to hold a contest. Um, they decided to hold a contest. So um, the MTA has welcomed aboard its first crew, no, its first new class 
of subway subway performers in the music under new york program since 2019 and will hold a contest this month to determine which member of the class is the favorite among transit riders the 24 artists joining um, muni perform a broad array of musical styles the class includes solo violinist violinist saxophonist and accordion players um brass jazz outfits and rock band salsa, salsa gospel and folk singers all of them were part of a group of 40 musicians who auditioned to join the program at grand central madison on june 28th performing their acts in front of a panel of musicians music and industry players and transit officials the agency had received applications from 128 um um aspirants the auditions are a unique new york experience a showcase of musical performances that reflect the diversity of new york says sandra <laughs> blood work <laughs> blood work oh man oh my gosh wow <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, blood work. <laughs> blood work. Oh shit. The director of the MTA's arts and design department hosting the music on the new york auditions for the first time since 2019 was truly memorable there was a plethora of talent talent drawn to the opportunity to perform with music under new york in the greatest venue there is and where dreams can flourish on july 19th the mc will launch a contest on its website allowing anyone anyone new yorker or otherwise to vote on their favorite of the bunch the, the winner will be announced on july 27th anyone can legally legally perform in the subway system and many subway musicians are not part of muni but the more than 350 members of muni which began in 1987 are afforded a special status among the system's buskers participants get to perform under an official mta banner and are afforded dibs on some of the transit system's most coveted spots to perform those with a high volume of passengers where tips are a plenty muni artists represent a, a vast swath of musical musical styles befitting the diversity that makes new york and the subway system such a vibrant place a ver at various points subway riders can take in performances on caribbean steel pants gambian cora celtic harp and andean pipes along with more more familiar fair like violin guitar saxophone or vocals the MC organizes over 7,500 performances in the system each year. The new Muni class is the first since 
the onset of the COVID-19 pandemic, which caused the ridership to plummet to an extent the NTA has still not fully recovered. Like the rest of New York, Muni performances were paused in March 2020 before re re resuming in June 2021. But the agency refrain from its annual edition of 25 or so musicians to the program until this year. Okay, so stay tuned for updates about Muni. I will keep track of this. I'll keep track of this um, when I get a chance. If there's any more updates, I'll actually keep track of it. So don't you worry about that. So um, let's see. All right, so let's get into another segment that I like to call chatting or the jazz right here. Yes, chatting or the jazz is the, is the next segment right here. Let's do this. Um, yeah, let's do this. All right. And we got a fire in Long Island that we need to talk about here too, so let's get into it. Our next, our next topic that we have to talk about here is the fire in Long Island. We need to talk about this, actually. And this is, and this is from PriorityNewYorkNetwork.com, of course. Um, so firefighters, so this took place in Plainview, New York. Firefighters battled a brush fire that sparked inside the town of Oyster Oyster Bay's Plainview Old Bethpage Community Park early Friday evening. The fire was quickly contained by the volunteer firefighters. Oh my God, that is terrible. That's terrible right there, man. Yes, that's very scary. I know. I know that. Okay, so firefighters from the Plainview Fire Department responded to the Plainview Old Bethpage Community Park at 175 Washington Avenue, Plainview, New York, 11803 on Friday evening at around 4.15 p.m. after a brush fire was reported by park goers who noticed the smoke rising from the trail area in the back of the park. The fire sparked in the northwest corner of the park, which includes a nature walking trail and a densely wooded area that backs up to a residential neighborhood. Upon the arrival of fire crews, they found a small area of fire spreading through the bush. Gray smoke 
could be seen rising from the park as firefighters began battling the blaze. Firefighters, firefighters access the hard to reach burning area from an entrance on, on Burmont Drive, allowing the fire hose fire hoses to be stretched directly into the scene. The fire was swiftly contained by the volunteers, volunteer firefighters from the Plainview Fire Department. Stephen Wagner, a visitor of the town of Oyster Bay Park said, at first we thought the smell was just from the wildfire smoke that's being blown over from Canada still, but then we started seeing thicker smoke coming from the woods over there. There were no injuries reported from this fire, thank goodness. The Nassau County Fire Marshal's Office was requested to respond to the scene and investigate the cause of the fire. So, yeah, so nobody was hurt. Nobody was hurt, though. So, okay. And we also got, we also have, um, hang on a second. Let me see if we have any more terrible stuff that we need to get to. Hold on a second here. Some more terrible stuff. I don't really think we have any more terrible stuff to talk about here, but one more terrible news that we need to talk about here. And this actually, no, actually, no. Um, actually, no. Um, <clears throat> actually, no. Um, so this is from yogonet, yogonet.com. And this is, this is about a casino that is going to be developed by the Nassau Coliseum site. So, and this is in this place is called the Las Vegas Sands Casino Project. The casino project for New York City has seen a new victory as the Nassau County Legislature voted 17 to 1 to grant the gaming and hospitality giant a 99-year lease to develop the 80 acre Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum and Coliseum site in Uniondale, Long Island. I know some people, I, I know I read somewhere that some people may have a problem with, um, with the whole idea of having a casino in Long Island, as far as like, you know, you know, gambling, as far as like the addiction and all the other stuff in between. But at the same time, like, but at the same time, like I look at it from both sides though. It's, it's creating it's creating jobs you, you know what i'm saying it's creating jobs though you know what i'm saying like like you can't knock because you can't knock a casino man like you know not look i mean listen man it's it's going to happen whether people whether people like it or not i'm sorry but that's not me saying it but i'm just doing the reporting anyway um Anyway, Bruce Blakeman, Nassau County Executive, released a statement after the vote. The overwhelming bipartisan approval of lease terms with the Sands by the county legislature affirms that Nassau County has made the right decision. This is the first hurdle overcome to provide a world-class entertainment center with a luxury luxury spa and hotel creating thousands of jobs and economic prosperity for nassau county i am very pleased with the vote 
At the site, Sands intend to develop a $5 billion casino resort that would include outdoor community spaces, four- and five-star hotel rooms, and a world-class live performance venue honoring the legacy of live music at the Nassau Coliseum. Sands has also said the resort will feature celebrity chef restaurants, experiment, no, excuse me, experiential events and venues and flexible meeting and convention space. Uh, a casino would be an essential part of the project provided that a gaming license is granted by the New York State. However, competition is competition is expected to be fierce with major Las Vegas and Nevada based companies in the race, including MGM res resorts, Caesars Entertainment, Wynn resorts and more. The state of New York will grant up to three casino licenses for the downtown area, and many are ex many are expecting slots only casinos operating at Queens Racetrack, Aqueduct, and Yonkers Raceway to, to each get one, allowing them to add table games. That leaves one license among the remaining contenders. The final decision will be taken by the Gaming Commission and clarity on where a casino would go could come around late spring or early summer. While county officials have touted the project as a revenue driver for the region, many stakeholders have shown opposition to the development as they believe it could bring traffic congestion and crime to the area. Opponents were still trying to make their case ahead of the vote as a group that included local mayors joined, in, joined a Sunday rally condemning the plans. Some have said they'll take their case to Albany, which ultimately gets the final call in determining where a casino may be built. However, labor and business leaders supporting the project have maintained that the project will create 8,500 jobs and generate an estimated $100 million in annual revenue around the Coliseum. Nassau County Executive Blakeman um, has also reportedly stood in support of the project as well. $100 million, that's a lot. That's a lot of money right here, man. That's a lot of money. And, um, <clears throat> Yes, so it's taken a property sitting there for more than four decades and giving it life to make sure it's a generator of taxes, said Matthew. Um, Matthew Arasich, the president of the Building and Construction Trades Council of Nassau and Suffolk Counties. There's still a long way ahead for the company. There still needs to be an environment um, review. And most importantly, a casino license must be secured. Las Vegas Sands Vice President Ron Reese said, the group knows that winning the lease is just the first step, as nothing can be built there without the gaming permit first. This is just the jumping off point for this process. It's not the end. It's the beginning, he said, as reported by NBC New York. 
In a statement at the approval, Sands chairman and CEO Robert Goldstein also called it an important step in the company's efforts efforts to secure a, a New York gaming license and ultimately develop a world-class hospitality, entertainment, and gaming destination. Uh, this is probably similar to what Jay-Z was trying to do for a casino in Times Square, but I don't know if that's going to really happen. But... Um, We'll see. Um, we are proud of the widespread coalition we have built in. We have built with our new neighbors across Long Island. Goldstein said, "We are grateful for the trust they have placed in us, and look forward to continuing to collaborate with the community." All right. Um, okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, um let me see let me see let me see let me see um i wanna um you want to talk about um yes so national siblings day um i wasn't even aware of this actually um so i'm pretty sure most of you have siblings at home right now this day actually um came out on april 10th of this year so um our siblings are our family and they are a huge part of our lives that's why we celebrate them on national siblings day every april 10th the holiday is also known as world siblings day siblings are our best friends and sometimes our worst enemies damn <laughs> Our siblings encourage us to be our best, embarrass us, and be our biggest motivators and competitors. It's now growing into a nationwide nationwide day of both re remembrance and celebration. Three U.S. presidents have recognized the event mo most recently, President Obama in 2016. The Siblings Day Foundation sponsors of this day gain nonprofit status in 1999. They are working on establishing a United Nations resolution for an International Siblings Day. When is National Siblings Day 2024? Actually, yeah. National Siblings Day 2021 will take place on April 10th. The day celebrates the, and strengthens the bonds shared by siblings. Now, the history of National Siblings Day, um, Hindu people's celebrate um rock um hold on raksha banhan to celebrate the bond between brothers and sisters in rocks and raksha banhan hindu women tie a band around their brother's waist no excuse me wrist brother's wrist symbolizing that the sister will protect them the brothers will the brothers give a gift in return both agreeing to protect and care for each other the festival has ancient origins but is still popular to this day it is the earliest known celebration of siblings claudia um Avart created the u.s holiday holiday in 1995 after losing her brother and sister at a very early age she realized that she realized what an important role siblings have in our lives so she created the holiday to honor the memory of her siblings for the holiday claudia chose april 10th 
her late sister Lisette Lisette's birthday. Mother's Day has been around since 1907, and Father's Day has been around since 1910. This makes almost 100 years without a day honoring our siblings. Claudia founded the Siblings Day Foundation, which continues to spread the mission of honoring our siblings. The foundation is working to make the holiday federally recognized in the United States. Um, and are working on establishing an International Siblings Day through the United Nations. Since 1998, 49 states have issued um, um, gubernatorial proclamations to observe this day on April 10th. Three U.S. presidents have recognized the holiday. Sibling love is global, Australia, India, and Spain are only a few of the countries that celebrate Siblings Day. In Europe, National Siblings Day is celebrated as Brothers and Sisters Day on May 31st. The President of the Republic of Portugal has even recognized Siblings Day as a holiday. So there you have it. Okay, so, so the timeline, oh God, wait a second. National Siblings Day timeline, of course, 400 BC, the first celebration of siblings. Hindus began celebrating Raksha Banhan in reverence of their brothers and sisters. 1903, siblings make history. The Wright brothers made the first successful airplane. 1997, Can't Stop a Nonprofit, Claudia Avart, created the Nonprofit Siblings Day Foundation in honor of her late brother and sister, yep. Um, and of course, um, 2016 presidential uh, recognition, President Obama recognizes National Siblings Day. Okay. So that's pretty much what that is though. Um, let's see, what is this? Yeah, that's pretty, so, National Siblings Day survey result. Oh gosh. So, all right, let's. I'm gonna go over this actually. So, national national to nationaltoday.com um, siblings day surveys to celebrate National Siblings Day. The National Today data science team surveyed 1,000 Americans about their siblings. 89% of Americans have a sibling, Wor words that best describe. Americans' relationship with their siblings. So, um, the number one um thing is love, which is which is the highest, which is sixteen. Support, fourteen. Fun and laughter, twelve. Love hate, um, around ten. Inside jokes, um, in between. Uh, yeah, inside jokes is like um between eight and 10. Best friends, eight. Arguments, six. Adventure, four. Bullying, two. Um, Americans would rather be the oldest siblings. So oldest is up to 35. Youngest is up to 30. Middle is 15 and only child is 10. Um, interesting fact about siblings. So 19% of Americans say they are completely different from their siblings. 
10% of Americans say they are best friends with their siblings. Um, that's very, which is very, very, very rare, actually, folks. Um, 5% of Americans shared clothes or still shared clothes with their siblings. And 5% of Americans regularly hang out with their siblings and share the, their, share the same friend group. Hold on one second here. Um, hold on a second here. Okay, just plain old Justin eighty nine and VWMT Pod. Shouts to you both for viewing this. Um, okay, so um, let me see. Yeah. Additional insights, Americans without siblings are perfectly um, happy that way. When asked uh, whether they would prefer to have siblings or be an only child, 38% of sibling-less Americans said they are perfectly happy without siblings. Only 12% of Americans with siblings would prefer to be an only child. Women prefer to be the youngest child. Men would rather be the oldest. 35% of women would prefer to be the youngest child. 34% the oldest. 17% the middle child. And 14% an only child. Meanwhile, 40% of men would prefer to be the oldest child. 24% the youngest. 20% the middle child. And 16% an only child. Traditions. Behind every tradition is a great story. National Siblings Day traditions vary for everyone. Sibling rivalries, inside jokes, and experiences that only siblings can relate to are all part of the day's celebrations. The day's celebrations. Later in life, these memories become traditions, recreating a recipe from childhood, bringing out the photo albums with baby photographs, vis visiting places that hold meaning, and calling each other by strange nicknames. Although siblings often feel as though the other is cramping their style, brothers and sisters spend more time together on this day. They go out to their favorite eatery, take drives together, go to an arcade to revisit uh, childhood memories and do other activities to show how much they actually adore each other without getting too mushy about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> another popular tradition in the past few years is re recreating childhood photos the outfits and poses from a memorable photograph are reenacted and posted on social media by the numbers 33% the 33% the percentage of free time siblings have spent together together by the time they reached the age of 11 years old. Um, 10, the number of hours children spend with their siblings per week. 17, the number of hours children from large families spend with their siblings per week. Uh, one, so half the portion of all siblings who go 
on to share the same level of educational and economic success. 14% the percentage decreased in the risk of obesity with each additional sibling in the household. 65% the percentage of mothers who claim to have a favorite child, typically the oldest one. That's very rare. Very rare. Um, 70, 70% the percentage of fathers who claim to have a favorite child. Very rare. Very rare too. Three and a half the number of times in an hour that siblings aged between three and seven years old get involved in fights. 390, the number of families who participated in a research study that found younger siblings are more rebellious and aggressive than older siblings. Eight, the average age at which children start being bullied by their siblings. Sheesh. Okay, so how to celebrate National Siblings Day? Of course, post a childhood shot on social media. <laughs> Remember that time you cut their hair while they were sleeping. Shouldn't everyone see it? Sharing childhood photos and memories <laughs> will absolutely bring a smile to their face. And who knows, they may post some of their own memories. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, of course, to send your sibling a handwritten note. Give your sibling that warm and fuzzy feeling. A heartfelt text can make their day. You've seen the effort that you put into a handwritten note can really make them smile. Plus, who doesn't love opening a thoughtful hand-picked card? Number three, share a top 10 list. Write down a list of top of the top 10 things you love about your sibling or great memories you've experienced with them. Share it with your sibling or on social media and give them a shout out. It'll delight you as you are writing it and it will certainly remind your sibling of just how, how special your relationship is. Okay, so number one, older is wiser. Firstborns tend to have an economic advantage over their younger siblings. So unfair, right? But, and number two, younger is funnier. According to a recent Harvard study, younger siblings have a better sense of humor than their older siblings. <laughs> number three, dating gets easier. Not really. <laughs> Studies have shown Having a sibling of the opposite sex makes you more attracted to the opposite sex when dating. Score! <laughs> Number four, <laughs> if you are younger, you might be shorter. Oh, damn. <laughs> a, a, a study of British families found that in families with multiple children, the younger children tend to be about an inch shorter on average. Number five, Birds of a feather, birth older matters. If you are a middle child, you are more likely to marry a middle child. If you are the oldest, you are likely to marry an oldest child. <laughs> oh man. Why do we love National Siblings Day, you ask? They just know your siblings grew up with you and have seen you at your worst and at your best. They were there when you decided to cut your own hair and when they had 
to help you fix it. Your siblings were there by your side when your when your crush rejected you. Your brothers and sisters understand you and they love you no matter what. B, words of wisdom. If you are a younger sibling, you, you look to your older sibling to show you the ways of the world. Sure, mom and dad teach you things, but there's nothing like the wisdom our siblings impart upon us. That's true. They teach you the secret sibling knowledge that parents just can't. Yes, I actually agree with this, man. I actually agree with this. This is this is something that I could exactly agree with. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> and C, you have so much in common. DNA is cool. The same genetic material that went into making you went into making your siblings sometimes you might feel like your sibling is from another planet <laughs> not always the case uh, but you share about 50 percent of the same you share about 50 percent hold on wait for it 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 Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you might feel like your sibling is from another planet, but you share about fifty percent of the same genetic makeup. Okay, so um, National Siblings Day dates um next year, Wednesday, April tenth, and twenty twenty five, April tenth, which is a Thursday. So there you have it, right there. There you have it, right there. Now we go to another topic that we could get into. I want to make sure that I covered the bases, actually. All right. So, oh, oh, let's get to, let's get to, um, let's get into the basics of things here, man. Um, <laughs> Oh man, these things, these things that Jeopardy contestants do for for fun, actually, right? Yeah, that part two. Um, <laughs> let's get into it right here, man. And I think this is just very funny. It's funny in a way. Um, that's why I want to talk about it, actually. Um, yeah, Jeopardy contestants. Oh gosh. I swear, people people sometimes be like awesome shit though. Oh man, <laughs> Jeopardy! I swear. Um, let me see. I think I'll just uh. Okay. <laughs> Hold on a second, folks. Um. All right, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Jeopardy contestants. Oh gosh, hold on a second here. All right, Jeopardy contestants get roasted. 
for not knowing, not knowing who Betty White is. That's funny. <laughs> That's very funny right there, though. That's very funny, though. This is the funniest shit that I ever heard of my wife, man. Like, how the hell you don't know who Betty White is? <laughs> Damn. That's funny. <laughs> oh, man. Hold up a second. Hold up. Let me try to get this. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh man. Oops. That's not when I met the press. That's not when I met the press here. Um, that is not when I met the press here. That's not when I met the press here, man. But anyway. Okay, and this is from the New York Post. Okay, St. Olaf would be very disappointed. None of, <laughs> none of the players on Friday's episode of Jeopardy corrected, correctly answered a $400 clue about late American treasure Betty White in the everything's coming up rose category. Oh, wow. In 1986, she won an Emmy, an Emmy for playing Rose um, Nylon on The Golden Girls. Host Mayim Bialik, age 47, read, read the clue. Contestant um, Ashwin um, Fadness, an attorney from Hills, Hillsdale, New Jersey, buzzed in, who is um, McClanahan. Who is Bia author, replied Brian Alzua, a biocompatibility scientist from Minneapolis. Oh shit! Um, returning <laughs> returning champion Hannah Wilson, a, a Chicago data a Chicago data scientist, did not even attempt to guess. As Bialik filled an awkward silence with the correct answer, Betty White. Oh man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh man. Yo. I feel bad for people who are contestants on Jeopardy who actually don't know who who Betty White is. That'd be Listen, that'd be more worse than people not knowing who Steve Harvey is. That'd be, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Um, <laughs> Let me, okay. Yeah, man, I feel bad for you, man. If you don't know who that is, you're in trouble. <laughs> you gotta be a dumbass to not know. 
That's the stupidest thing that I ever heard, man. Like, seriously. If you, Listen, folks. Hypothetically speaking, if you are going to be on a game show like Jeopardy, right? Or any other game shows that you could even think of that's on ABC, like your Wheel of Fortunes and your Celebrity Family Feuds and all the other stuff, man. And you don't know who this actress is. Like you, <laughs> you, <laughs> you really, you really have to, you really, <laughs> you really ought to be ashamed of yourselves, man, for not knowing who, who, who they are, man. That, that to me is just, that's just beyond crazy to me, man. You know what I mean? That's, that's beyond crazy to me, man. Yeah, that part too, man. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh shit. Oh shit. It's just too funny. It's just too funny right here for me, folks. This is just too funny. Um so yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that part too. keep going here man let me keep going let me keep going here <laughs> oh shit let me keep going here man oh my gosh let me keep going here man this right here is just beyond crazy oh man <laughs> Yes, yeah, so the late actress died of natural causes on December 31st, 2021 at the age of 99. She portrayed roles um nylon on the NBC sitcom Four Seven Seasons from 1985 to 1992. Rue McClanahan, Bea Arthur, and Estelle Getty also starred. Golden Girls fans slammed the brainiacs for not knowing this information. These hashtag Jeopardy contestants are gonna get roasted for not knowing <laughs> Betty White was the correct was the correct question. One Twitter user correctly um predicted. Well, and in quote, I can't believe I'm watching Jeopardy and not a single one of the three contestants knew that Betty White played roles nylon on the golden girls i'm 22 that show came out well before my time and, and even i knew that cause i've watched the, the whole show and betty is an icon one culture fan wrote especially after the other two stars were off the board good grief another expressed oh man and um 
How did none of the Jeopardy contestants know that Betty White played Rose on the Golden Girls? Is there any hope at all for America? Oh, shit. Another ass. Yet another added, I am beyond offended. No one knew Betty White. One fan claimed they didn't even watch the show and still guessed correctly, yelling Betty White and never saw Golden Girls. <laughs> Al Zuer even reacted to the criticism on Twitter, claiming, I would just like to say that, yes, I know who Betty White is. Sorry, I didn't know her character, her character name. Wilson won Friday's episode for a three-day total of $90,601. Wow. 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 <laughs> yeah, of course. Of course. Of course, man. <laughs> of course, anybody would win that type of money, man. You know what I mean? That that would be that would be an amazing prize money to actually receive, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be an amazing prize right there, man. And and I got one thing to say about prize money, prize money like that, though. Yeah, that part too, man. Yes, yes, Homer. I agree with that. <laughs> and um, earlier this week, Jeopardy fans blasted the show for, for a wrestling final clue that stumped the contestants. Meanwhile, host Ken Jennings, age 48, faced fans' wrath for a dumb category. <laughs> My God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Um all right, let's get into some music stuff though, man. Yo, this really this this AI shit is really, 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 really this AI shit is really scary, son. Um, and I say this because there was a there was an article that I just saw. I'm glad I actually got a chance to catch this because I think this is one of the important things that I want to talk about in a future episode. If I could get some people to chime in on the whole AI shit, because this is not, this is not good. This is not good. Okay. So the use of artificial intelligence, of course, robots has taken the rap game by storm seemingly overnight, which Excuse me. With each passing day, more hip hop songs have been surfacing um, that use the voice that use the voices of some of the biggest names in the industry without those artists ever picking up a pen or stepping into the booth to record lyrics. Songs created by AI technology have become an increasingly popular practice that, at least on some level, fulfills hip hop heads fantasies through dream collabs, covers of popular songs from deceased artists and entirely new compositions from rhymers who perhaps haven't dropped any fresh music of their own in quite some time. 
Last summer, virtual AI rapper FN Mecker was signed to Capitol Records, then dropped by the label following backlash for its creators having the AI artist rap lyrics using the n-word and perpetrating stereotypes in its visuals the new wave of ai hip-hop songs brings up questions of whether they are dangerous to artists livelihood likeliness and creativity yes it is yes it is just within the past few weeks hip-hop has heard ai generated lyrics turned into songs from Artists like Jay-Z plus Drake, which I previously talked about, um, and The Weeknd, whose AI voices were used by TikTok creator, creator Ghostwriter977 to create a song called Heart on My Sleeve, all about Selena Gomez. An anonymous YouTuber allowed fans of the Notorious B.I.G. to listen to what the late icon would sound like via AI if he rapped Nas's 1996 classic, The the Message, bar for bar, which is Nas's song, by the way, you idiot. <laughs> AI technology has even provided a few laughs along the way with humorous deep fake versions of Ice Spice's uh, Munch feeling you as it would sound if it were performed by Drake and Pop Smoke, respectively. Even for a completely inexperienced songwriter, creating new lyrics for deep fake songs can ease can be easily accomplished by simply typing a few keywords into AI sites such as open AI's chat GPT or these lyrics do not exist. With just a few clicks, the information provided is then used to automatically generate verses, verses, pre-choruses, and hooks. However, the ability to the ability to generate a song using an established artist's voice is much more complicated. Cheese, cheese, and cheese and crackers, man. Like, why? Like, hold on, man. Hold up. Hold on a second, man. I don't understand why. You know what I'm saying? I really don't understand why people would actually get into all this. I just don't understand this. This is just, uh, oh my gosh. This is crazy. This is fucking crazy though, man. Um, um, nah, man. Yeah, man. I don't know what people what are what are these what are people thinking, man? Like seriously, you making up all these fake songs for what? Like that right there to me is just that's just see. My question for this shit has to be. Why would you do this? I don't understand this. I don't understand this, man. This right here sounds like um, this is not. This is not even. I don't know, man. Right now, this is not. This is not a good feeling, right there, man. This is not a good feeling to me. Um, 
not a good feeling right here. Um, yeah, not a good feeling. <sighs> Man. Yeah. Uh, um. Wait a minute here, man. Um, let me see. I'm complicated. In speaking with CNN recently regarding the track "Heart on My Sleeve," which features AI versions of both Drake and The Weeknd, ABI research analyst Michael um um in Onye in Oye shed some light on how the viral track could have been made if music artists were involved they could create the background music and the lyrics and then the ai model could be trained with content from drake and the weekend to replicate their voices and singing styles um and onye told cnn ai could also have generated most of the song lyrics and replicated the artists the artist is again based on the training data set and my and any prompts given to direct and to direct the AI model. AI technology developer Roberto Nixon recently hit up Twitter with a video of himself demonstrating just how easy it is to create an AI song once the technology itself is trained to generate an artist's vocal tone and inflections. Using Kanye West as an example, Nixon recorded a series of rhymes he penned himself from Ye's perspective. After laying down the bars in his own studio over a Kanye-type beat Nixon found on YouTube, the software developer was able to apply a flawless version sounding a flawless a flawless sounding version of Kanye's voice to the new, newly recorded song in just a couple of clicks. Roberto Nixon made note of the fact that this is the worst AI will ever be and that songs such as his will only get easier to create over time. Ah, stupid, stupid, stupid. Ah, oh, man. One of the earliest, um, one of the earliest AI-driven songs to grab mainstream attention in early April featured Jay Z's voice on a song by a leader called Savages. Hov's personal engineer, Young Guru, suggested that copyright laws be amended to protect the rights of the artists from having their voices used without permission. Young Guru shared his thoughts via instagram i've been trying to tell everyone that this is where we are now with ai guru shared for some reason this one got everyone's attention so what do we do on one hand i'm well aware that you can't stop technology once the genie is out of the box you can put them back in on the other hand we have to protect the rights of the artists not only artists but everyone in society people should not be able to take your name image and likeness without permission we have to add the voice to this law we have to learn from past mistakes you would be a fool to chase 
every person that is going to do this. We learned that lesson from, we learned that lesson with Napster. The only way I see to deal with with it is to, is to change the law. There are so many different opinions. We could change the United States law tomorrow, but the internet is worldwide. What a time we live in. Um, while artists like Hit Boy, um, who lost his mind recently after hearing a computer-generated Kanye West rap the lyrics to hits his song um, to certify, seemingly embrace the new AI wave. Others within the business are becoming increasingly concerned over what it could mean for the future of the art form and the industry that supports it. Um, after the aforementioned for for Fugazi song from Drake, um, the the weekend was um forcibly removed from digital platforms across the internet by Universal Music Group immediately after going viral. A spokesperson for Universal Music Group offered up a statement to Double XL and explaining how artificial intelligence affects major major record labels the spokesperson gave some insight into why the label is currently asking popular streaming services such as apple music and spotify to block ai companies from accessing to umg's music the label says the tech companies involved in ai are using copyrighted music to train their technology to capture the voices of of mainstream artists in order to generate songs that they didn't write or record themselves. UMG's success has been in part due to embracing new technology and putting it to work for our artists as we have been doing with our own innovation around AI for some time already. The statement reads, with that said, however, the training of generative ai using our artists um music um which represents both a breach of our agreements and a violation of copyright law as well as the availability of infringing content created with generative ai on dsps begs the question as to which side of history all stakeholders in the music ecosystem want to be on the side of artists fans and human creative expression or on the side of deep fakes fraud and denying artists their due compensation shit shit man that right there Whew. That right there, that right there with the whole AI shit is a hot button. That's a fucking hot button right there. Um, um, you know what I mean? That's a hot button right there. And pretty much, pretty much dumb too, man. And you know, people relying on AI and all that other stuff, they're gonna crash into a wall.
Yeah, that part too, man. You know what I mean? Um, that part. Oh man, this this is just beyond crazy to me, man. Yeah, this is so crazy. Um, this is very crazy. Um, yeah, so even though the, the ability to use AI for music creation has been around for some time, it appears that the major players in the entertainment industry are struggling to keep up in the attempt to curve the use of their artists' likeliness. No, like, like an likeliness, likenesses, excuse me. Knowing that technology will continue to improve at a rapid rate, making it, making it simpler for common users to replicate, um, meaning mimic and copy uh, full versions of music's uh, most popular acts by the day and with the experience exponential influx of AI robots generated music recently. The teams behind the affected artists are scrambling to keep these deep fake songs suppressed, but are doing so behind closed doors. Um, yeah, I don't blame them. I don't blame these people. You know what I'm saying? I don't blame these people. Um, XXL reached out to representatives for Drake, Jay-Z, The Weeknd, Kanye West, Hit Boy, and Universal Music Group to get further statements on their artists' voices being mimicked by artificial intelligence. Those inquiries, as well as requests for, for comment from Ghostwriter 19, no, Ghostwriter 997 and Roberto Nixon, regarding the process of using AI to create songs from mainstream artists were left unanswered. The fact that the music industry is a new frontier currently serving as AI's Wild West poses some interesting questions surrounding the ever-evolving technology. Is artificial intelligence a good thing that will ultimately allow artists to create music for their fans more efficiently or is it perhaps a negative byproduct of the internet age that will eventually become a complete de detriment to creativity? I would say it. I would say it would be a bad idea. This shit is a bad idea, man. You know what I'm saying? That shit is a bad idea. Um, could rappers find themselves in a precarious situation situations because of AI? in which they will need to defend themselves against things that things that they never even spoke on or wrote lyrics about to begin with while all of that is yet to be seen artists fans and industry insiders are finding themselves on both sides of the both sides of the fence when it comes to computer generated music specifically songs that falsely features features the voices of popular stars for example, Meat Mill praised Ghost Rider 977's Heart on My Sleeve earlier this week in a sense-deleted tweet calling for Drake and The Weeknd to hop on wax together once again. Drizzy himself, on the other hand, denounced the entire pra practice by sharing an AI 
created audio clip of the Toronto MC's voice rhyming the the lyrics to Ice Spice's Munch, filling you on Instagram. Drake accompanied the IG story with the caption, this is the final straw, AI. Um, as the music industry attempts to pinpoint exactly how AI-generated songs will affect creativity as well as finances in the long run, artificial intelligence remains a polarizing, trending topic within the hip-hop space yeah i'm gonna talk about more of that in a future episode um if i can get some guests to be able to come to the live stream to actually talk about um you know to talk about this whole ai thing first of all first of all um um i said this before about I said this before in yesterday's episode in regards to a a one of the owners of Lyle Universal who said that um, people who use Chat GPT um, to ask for freedom when when in reality um, when in reality um, freedom isn't free. You know what I'm saying? There is no guarantee. First of all, Chat GPT. It's it's just it's that's it, a good thing I deleted that shit off of my phone because I don't really trust that shit, man. To be honest with you, I mean all the all the fuckery fake shit. Nah, man, this is crazy. <laughs> and speaking of crazy, speaking of crazy, let's get into another another um another music s- subject. <laughs> Hold on a sec. Um, yeah, let's get into another music craze. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> yeah, another music craze. Hold on a second. Um, hold on a second. Another music craze. Um, what is going on here? Yeah, a lot of music craze. Hold on a second. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, what am I gonna? What am I gonna use? Hold on a second. What is going on here? Hang on a second here. Hang on one second here. I need to really let me see this. Okay. Okay. Two chains brought out a sign language interpreter for a recent show who had the crowd in stitches after hilariously signing titty boys um Lou comments <laughs> two chains performed in washington dc on april 22nd and a clip from the show has since gone viral in the video below the the atlanta rapper is talking to the concert goers during a break in 
the action while a pres presumed um, American Sign Language interpreter is at the front of the stage signing to change words to the crowd. I pray everyone get some head before I go to sleep at night. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. interpreter then motions his hand up and down in front of his pelvis while licking his tongue out which draws a big reaction from the crowd this isn't the first time an asl interpreter has gone viral at a hip-hop event in 2017 waka flocka flame thought his asl interpreter was dancing in a hilarious video in august of 2021 a sign language interpreter for cardi b and megan d stallion went went viral last january big daddy kane apologized after video surfaced showing him pushing an asl interpreter during a performance kane thought the man was a random fan that jumped on stage the following month deaf rappers sean forbes and warren wawa snipe performed with dr dre eminem and others during the 2022 super bowl halftime show which marked the first time the nfl had added american sign language performances to their halftime program wow <laughs> wow wow anyway um <laughs> anyway there's more there's more music stuff to get to and this is pertaining to ice spice and Nicki minaj so there's two separate stories actually so ice spice's new princess diana remix with Nicki minaj has debuted in the top five of the billboard hot 100 coming in at number four ice spice's new collaboration with Nicki minaj is already proven to be fruitful on monday april 24th billboard updated the hit singles chart revealing the rappers princess diana remix has entered the chart at the number four spot by far ice spice's biggest charting song as a lead artist ice spice now has two songs in the top 10 of the billboard hot 100 chart a collab with pink pantherist boys a liar part two is currently at the number 10 spot at the peak and at number three on the chart um ice spice commented on the latest songs success on social media on monday so proud of princess diana with nikki with nikki like my dream collab really came true i can I can die happy now. The the much the munch feeling you rapper wrote on Twitter. Um Nicki Minaj also congratulated Ice Spice for her highest ranking Billboard Hot 100 uh record. Y'all, two songs in the top 10 is crazy. She wrote on Twitter. Congratulations, Princess Ice Spice Diana. 
Um, and um, Princess Diana, hashtag heavy on it. Barbs, munchkins, stay tuned. Love you guys so much. Um, Ice Spice and Nicki Minaj's Princess Diana remix dropped on April 14th after they teased the record back in March. It is the first time released on Nicki's recently announced new label, new record label, Heavy, on it. And it was put out jointly with iSpice's home label, 10K Projects slash Capital Records. They also released an EP, which features seven different versions of the track. Um, okay. In other in other um in other ice spice and Nicki minaj news of course um if i'm not mistaken if i'm not mistaken actually um if i'm not mistaken um so ice spice and Nicki minaj combined forces for a historic number one on billboard's hot rap songs chart as their collaboration Princess Diana becomes the first champ by two co-build women in the list, the list's um 34 year history. With the with the new champ, um Ice Spice achieves her first career number one on hot rap songs upon her fourth visit to the chart. Minaj adds a tenth leader to her collection and becomes the first woman to reach the double digit, double digit mark. On the overall count, she ties with Diddy and Kanye West for third, pay, third place, while Drake, um, um, 28, and Lil Wayne, 11, occupied the top two slots. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Hold on a second here. Diana debuts at number one on the April 29th, 2023 dated Hot Rap Songs chart, which blends streaming, radio airplay, and sales into its weekly rankings. The song was originally released as part of Ice Spices Like EP in January before Minaj joined for the remix, which dropped on April 14th. Um... In the latest tracking week of April 14th to the 20th, Diana scored 21.8 million official U.S. streams, according to Luminate, up 1,554% from 1.3 million streams um, the week before. The eight-figure sum sparks the track's number two start on the rap streaming songs chart and a number six arrival on the corresponding all-genre streaming songs list. Diana also begins with 77,000 77, downloads sold in the same period, the best sales week for any rap title since Minaj's own super freaky 
girl launched with 89,000 in sales in the tracking week of August 12th to the 18th of 2022. Um, as Diana debuts at number one on the rap digital song sales chart, um, I Spice nabs her first leader there. She previously reached number two with the little TJ collab, Gangsta Boo, in February. Minaj, meanwhile, collects her 18th rap digital song sales, number one, extending her record among women. Drake, the only act above her, leads with 22 champs. On the radio front, Diana registered 2.4 million audience impressions in the same tracking period. The track has yet to make any Billboard radio chart, though it has not been officially promoted. Both acts have other active radio singles in her hood, Ice Spice and Red Ruby, the sleaze by um, Nicki Minaj. With Diana, newcomer Ice Spice and established vet Minaj link up for the first equal build number one collaboration by two women in hot rap songs history, which dates to March 1989. Overall, Diana is the eighth leader featuring at least two solo women um, in the charts archives. Um, here's a full list. It's a shame by Moni Love featuring True Image two weeks at number one, beginning at eight, beginning April 13, 1991. 456 featuring Soleil featuring JT Money and Candy one, um, November 20th, 1999. Hot Boys, Missy Elliott featuring Nas, Eve, and Q Tip. Um, uh, 18. Num- November 27, 1999. Fancy Iggy Azalea featuring Charlie XCX. 18, May 3rd, 2014. Black Widow Iggy Azalea featuring Rita Ora. 5, October 18, 2014. WAP Cardi B featuring Megan Thee Stallion. 8, August 22, 2020. Rumors Lizzo featuring Cardi B, 1, August 28, 2021. Princess Diana, Ice Spice, and Nicki Minaj, 1, to date, on April 29, 2023. And all this stuff right there. Um, plus, Ice Spice's like um, EP surges in activity thanks to the new remixes on um, popularity. The EP earned 28,000 equivalent album units in the in the latest track tracking week, sparking its number four re-entry on the top rap albums chart. Um, number five um, return to the top R&B hip hop albums chart and 187 to 15 rally on the all genre billboard 200 um yes so they have another one um so ice spice and Nicki minaj have another collaboration and this is pertain and this one is a music video pertaining to the barbie soundtrack 
Um, Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice have once again linked up this time for the song Barbie World. They're much in anticipated collaboration taken from the barbie movie soundtrack the video finds the pair getting all pretty in pink riding around together as they trade bars about how they both are just like the popular toy doll and i'm bad like the barbie i'm a doll but i still want to party pink vet i'm like i'm ready to bend i'm a 10 so i pull in a Ken, Jazzy, Stacy, Nikki, all of the Barbies is pretty. All of the Barbies is bad it girls, and we ain't playing tag date rap. The track, which includes a sample of Aqua's 1997 hit Barbie War, no, excuse me, Barbie Girl, was first teased at the end of the original Barbie trailer and has kept fans on the hook out ever since check out the songs video below you can check it out on youtube all right you can check it out on on Nicki minaj's um youtube channel page this isn't the first time the duo has gone totally pink together they previously joined forces for a remix of spices track princess diana and the accompanying accompanying video saw them both donning an entirely pink wardrobe as they got up close and personal with one another in the bedroom <laughs> up close and personal in the bedroom Ooh, up close and personal in the bedroom sheesh wow hold on a minute hold on hold on <laughs> Oh man, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, folks. I gotta look for something. Yeah, that part too, man. Yeah, <laughs> I had to. I had to. Oh, I had to, man. I had to do, I had to use that. Um, okay, so let's see. Um, prior to its arrival, the Barbie World Remix experienced a bit of drama last week when Compton rapper, Compton rapper Jason Martin, um, took to social media to accuse the pink print rapper of amending his writing credit on the track. He claimed to be a writer on the track back when it originally belonged to Sweetie and that his credit has been, um, has since been removed. Y'all gonna give me what I deserve, Martin said on Instagram Live. Now, if Sweetie don't want to trip, that's on her. But we crafted a record that was sent over to Nikki to hop on to submit to the Barbie soundtrack. She said she was she was gonna do it. Then all of a sudden, a new version was created. Yes, it's a sample. You can do what you want, but nigga, you can't hear one thing. Say you're gonna do this, then go do your version. It ain't happening like that. He added, anybody that's in the, in this business knows that that's not how this works. The Barbie film directed by Greta. 
um, Gerwig stars Margot Robbie, Ryan Gosling, Will Farrell, Kate McKinnon, Issa Rae, Simu Liu, Michael Cera, and more. So the film's official soundtrack drops on July 21st, the same day as the movie's U.S. theatrical release. So mark your calendars for the Barbie movie for all you Barbie Barbie heads out there, fans of the doll, of course. And and yeah, there you have it. Um, <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to cover. Um, I did not get a chance to cover the LL Cool J tour being um being changed. So let's get to that before I forget. Um, and this is from HotNewHipHop.com. I actually saw LL Cool J performing at the uh, at the Macy's Fourth of July uh, fireworks show. Um. Went with the roots um, a couple minutes ago um, on NBC, and um, <clears throat> and here's what's happening here. Um, Ella Kuji has postponed a number of his upcoming forced tour dates. However, the nature of their postponement has left fans confused, as some of the shows are listed elsewhere as having been canceled entirely. Um, I have to give my fans an experience that is unforgettable. He wrote on Instagram Friday. I want to make sure everything is done right. And in order to do that, I had to change some things up. The updated tour dates are now live link in bio to check out, to check it out. I'll see you there more to come. Okay. So despite Ella Kuji saying that the updated dates are live, many fans noted that they were seeing their social, their, no, excuse me, their local shows as having been canceled entirely. Yeah, but Barclays ain't saying rescheduled. They saying it's straight up canceled, one fan wrote. Ella Kuji was slated to perform at Barclays, at Brooklyn Bar Brooklyn's Barclays Center on June 27th. Another fan joked, I took off work. I brought an outfit. I'm going to need you and I'm going to need you in the couch for the next few days until I get over this. Wow. And um, that's crazy, man. Not all fan responses were so negative. Damn, I had text to the Brooklyn show on, on June 27th, and it's canceled with no makeup date. Wrote one, one more supportive fan. I wish it was rescheduled and my seats would be good for new date very disappointed but i understand if it ain't right you don't want to half step everything gotta be on point yes um so okay so the forced live tour will see elo koji traveling alongside the roots dj jazzy jeff and DJ Z trip for the performances. Other guests along the way include Salt and Pepper, Rick Ross, Queen Latifah, Big Boy from Outkast, De La Soul, Jada Kiss, Method Man, Red Man, Rakim, Common, and more. Um, let's see. 
um from what I heard, you could go to Chicken Master, you could go to chickenmaster.com to details. You can go to chickenmaster.com for details to um on where you can get your tickets and stuff. Um let me just take let me take a look at this because this is um this is pretty important um for you L O Cool J fans out there. Let me take a look at this because let me take a look at this because this is right this is flat out important. Um okay. Um all right, let me take a look here. Let me take a look here though, man. Um wait a minute here. Let me take a look here. Um yes, so the full lineup. If you want to see the full lineup, you can check out rockthebellsfestival.com and and as far as the tickets let me just take a look here because and um the lineup yeah let me let's take a look at the lineup let's take a look at the lineup here actually yeah i just mentioned this yeah i just mentioned this actually so uh yeah i just mentioned it um yeah so ticketmaster there it is so when you go to ticketmaster.com you're gonna see ll cool j tickets 2023 you can go to his instagram page um and all the other stuff um so he had to so let me see he has one that's um in baltimore uh, at the cfg bank arena and august 12th cleveland ohio rocket mortgage field house august 13th chicago illinois united center little caesars arena detroit michigan on august 18th august 19th st louis missouri enterprise center no that's been can't that's been canceled that's been canceled. So um let me see. So August 20th, the 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 um the Indianapolis um Indiana Game Bridge uh, field house has been canceled. August 21st, Atlanta, Georgia, State Farm Arena, August 22nd, Memphis, Tennessee, FedEx Forum, um August 23rd. The August 23rd, New Orleans, Louisiana Smoothie King Center has been canceled. Um, August 24th, Fort, Fort Worth, Texas, Dickies Arena um, is still on. And um, August 25th, Houston, Texas, Toyota Center um, is, is a go. August 27th, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Sandia Resort and Casino. Um, August 29th, Denver, Colorado Ball Arena. And September 1st, San Francisco, California Chase Center. Um, September 2nd, Las Vegas, Nevada, MGM Grand Garden Arena. Inglewood, California, um, Kia Forum 
and September 9th, Charlotte, North Carolina Spectrum Center. Um, let's see. Let's see if there's more to this. Let's see if there's more. So September 10th, Ray, Raylo, North Carolina, PNC Arena, Washington, um, August. No, excuse me, October 15th, Washington, um, DC, Capital One Arena, and November and November 19th, Boston, um, Massachusetts, which is the last date of the tour, um, TD Garden. Now, some of the some of the areas like the Barclay Center and um Hollywood uh, Florida Hard Rock Live. Um Barclay Center um, and the others that I just mentioned, they're all canceled. Some of the dates is already there. So check it out for yourselves and all that great stuff right there. So the link is on LL Cool J's Instagram page. So make sure you go check out the link and the tickets and all that great stuff right there. So there you have it right there. All right. So, so there you have it right there. There you have it right there. Um, let me see. Yes. All right. So let me um, let's go to uh, hold on. What else? What else? What else? What else? What else? Oh yes. Um let me see. Oh yes, boy boy drops the party starter. Okay, so this is from celebmix.com. As summer comes in with force, the summer anthems are dropping and boy boy has got the addicting track released for 2023 title Bounce which features Back Road G. Alongside the release of the single, Boy Boy has also dropped the accompanying music video, which brings the track to life, highlighting the essence of London's nightlife. This acts <laughs> this acts as follows as the follow-up to Boy Boy's single contract and back roads. Back Row G's feature on the Fanatic single Revit alongside Stylo G. Boy Boy hailing from the vibrant island of Trinidad merges as a rising sensation in the world of dance hall. From a tender age, his deep-rooted love for music blossomed under the nurturing guidance of his mother and grand grandmother in the vibrant Caribbean country. Despite his relatively short stint in the industry, Boy Boy has already made remarkable strides. Um, remarkable strides, positioning himself as one of the most promising talents within the international dance hall scene with his 2019 single adrenaline becoming his most streamed track on spotify with over six million streams with his debut single die die 
amassing 1.2 million streams on the platform. Boy Boy's music embodies a unique fusion blending the infectious infectious rhythms of dancehall, reggae, and hip-hop, resulting in a cap- captivating sound that is entirely his own. His distinctive flow, um, hard-hitting lyrics and seamless transition between styles have garnered comparisons to the legendary icons of dance hall with a powerful delivery that leaves an, an indelible impact boy boy has swiftly carved out a name for himself amassing a dedicated global following that resonates with his electrif- electrifying artistry as for back row g he's an artist held for his unique and uh and all no motto poetic style and he has captured the attention of the music world with his distinctive rap te- technique back row g's appeal is difficult to define in words primarily primarily because he has forged his own linguistic universe linguistic universe incorporating idiosyncratic slang into his infectious hooks and ablibs the fusion of sounds has propelled him to go, to garner widespread support and acclaim from notable tastemakers including BBC one extra spotify apple music no signal complex clash magazine and dj mag as a polyglot who fluently speaks four languages back row g embodies the essence of versatility and linguistic prowess further enhancing the dynamic nature of his rap style in 2020 his breakout hit party popper captivated audiences effectively dis- dispelling concerns of monotonous flows and predictable beats in the uk rap scene the track's viral success rapidly spreading across social media platforms attested to its undeniable allure however back row g is not content with resting on past achievements with unwavering determination he seeks to surpass expectations and defy limits fueling anticipation for his future endeavors and solidifying his position as a trailblazer in the industry speaking about his new single bounce boy boy says i'm really excited to be collaborating with back row g on this track he's one of the hottest artists in the scene right now and i knew that working with him would take my music to the next level josh star's production really brings out the best in both of us and i can't wait for our fans to hear what we've been working on back row g back row g went on to add working with boy boy on this track was a no-brainer we have a lot of respect for each other's music and we both bring something unique to the table Job Stars production is next level. And I think um together that I think that together we've created something really special that our fans are going to love. 
Written by Boy Boy, Back Row G, Joe Gosling, and Josh Star, according to Spotify, with Josh Star and Joe Gosling acting as producers. Bounce is a rhythmic dance hall hip hop track that is bound bound to sweep dance dance floors around the world. Addicting to no end, the combination of Caribbean dance hall with UK grime rap is sensational. Easily allowing both artists to blend their music energies and create a summer anthem guaranteed to put excuse me to stay stuck in your head for the rest of the day perfect for getting the party started boy boy doesn't hold back with his infectious vocal delivery and melodic vibe while back row g's feature brings a a gripping rap flow that hits hard Bounce really does live up to its name, bringing a dance vibe with its piano arrangement and the undeniably addicting drum beat. This unstoppable party starter is exactly what has been missing in our party playlist. As for the music video, which has been directed by Jay Patworth and Money Mike, we watched the artists perform bounce to create to the camera while they seem to be inside a safe where there is a lot of british money in stacks vibing off each other and the song itself boy boy and back road um g bring the energy from the very second there are also scenes intercut throughout of a packed dance floor where it's clear that they are all loving the track um <clears throat> bounce by boy boy featuring back row g is available to download and stream right now across all platforms via 23 formation music limited okay okay up next um what we have what we have next uh uh robin thick yes yes robin thick and neo yes let's get into robin thick um <clears throat> yeah robin thick yeah let's get into that right there <clears throat> all right this is from soultracks.com um <clears throat> this so so all right so um june 12 2023 which was last month today three-time grammy award-winning hitmaker neil announced his his champagne and roses tour 2023 with robin thick and mario as special guests produced by live nation this the 15 city tour kicks off on september 9th at Michigan Lottery, um, um, Lottery and Five Theater at Freedom Hill in Detroit, making stops across the U.S. in Philadelphia, Atlanta, Houston, and more before wrapping up in Mountain View at Shoreline and Five Theater on October fourth. Okay, so tickets will be available starting with city pre-sales. Details already started. Additional pre-sales um, will run throughout the week ahead of the general on sale beginning on Friday. Yeah, I read. 
yeah um yeah you can go to ticketmaster.com for tickets so pre-sale city is the official card of the champagne and roses tour 2023 city card members will have access to pre-sale tickets beginning tuesday uh already had already started um already started um june 13th at 10 a.m local time until thursday june 15th at 10 p.m local time through the city entertainment program for complete pre-sale details visit www.cityentertainment.com vip the tour will also offer a variety of different vip packages and experiences for fans to take their concert experience to the next level packages vary but include premium tickets meet and greet and photo op with neo specially designed vip gift item and more you can for more information you can go to you can visit uh, vipnation.com okay here are the listings here are the listings right here um september 9th um saturday september 9th detroit michigan Mich michigan lottery and fire theater at freedom hill S sunday september 10th indianapolis indiana um, tcu and fire theater at white river state park wednesday september 13th cleveland ohio blossom music center thursday september 14th saratoga springs new york saratoga performing arts center friday september 15th um guilford new hampshire bank of new hampshire um pivian sunday september 17th philadelphia pennsylvania td pivian at the man monday september 18th hartford connecticut the xfinity theater wednesday september 20th charlotte north carolina schuyler credit union and five theater friday september 22nd jacksonville florida daily's place saturday september 23rd atlanta georgia cadence bank and five theater at chestane park sunday september 24th tampa tampa florida mid florida credit union and five theater wednesday september 27th dallas texas dos um um eq eq's um pevian friday september 29th sugarland texas <laughs> smart financial center at sugarland tuesday october october 3rd san diego california north island credit union amphitheater wednesday october 4th mountain view um california shoreline amphitheater all right and the last one we're gonna the last topic um last one actually is pertaining to lola brooke okay um one moment here yeah one moment i'm sorry excuse me okay lola brooke in celebration of hip-hop's monumental 50th birthday mass appeal 
Google Pixel, and Sony Music Entertainment certified have come together to spotlight female voices with the genre through the dynamic Pixel um, represents content series. This series will feature the most promising female artists in hip hop um, reimagining classic tracks. New York rap star Lola Brooke leads the charge, the charge whose highly anticipated release Blindum offers a fresh interpretation of Clips's um, chart-topping hit, Grinding. The single's artwork was captured using the exceptional real-tone technology of the Google Pixel camera, ensuring an accurate, accurate representation of all skin tones. 50 years of hip-hop. It's an honor to be called on by google and mass appeal to celebrate the culture this way said lola brooke from re excuse me reinterpreting one of my favorite records grinding by clips to capturing all the magic on google pixel phone and every part felt like a celebration it's dope to see how it all came out i'm happy to have gotten the chance to create art that I can always look back on and cherish. More talented female artists will join the series in the coming weeks, reimagining enduring hits from Sony Entertainment's um, extensive hip hop catalog. Each artist will unveil a behind the scenes video shot on a Google Pixel device by renowned director and creator labs artist maisha yvonne gardner ebony.com will be the central hub for all pixel represents bts content this exciting journey will culminate in the release of the pix tape ep in august coinciding with the 50th anniversary of hip-hop the project will pay homage to the genre's rich history while showcasing the incredible talent of the featured female MCs, as we reflect on the past 50 years of hip hop hip hop's influence it is impossible to overlook the profound contributions of women who have defied gender norms and commanded respect with their lyricism sex appeal and swag pixel represents is integral to mass appeals expansive fit hip-hop 50 initiative a global celebration commemorating the genres bicentennial in addition to pixel represents google pixel has been named the exclusive handset device for hip-hop 50 further solidifying this the collaboration moreover mass appeal has partnered with certified to unveil 50 product releases in honor of hip-hop's 50th birthday offering fans a diverse range of special offerings you can hear lola brooks um blind them below on spotify and wherever you get your music all right so let's see let me see before i wrap up here um yeah um 
Yeah, you know what? I was going to do the 4th of July places to eat, but it's too late now. So, you know, I'll just save um, places to eat for another time. I think I'm going to wrap up here, man. You know what I'm saying? But first, let me make some noise. Let me make some noise for um, Ice Spice, Nicki Minaj, the collaboration, the collaborations as far as like you know the Princess Diana's, um, the uh, this the new song for the Barbie soundtrack, um, Barbie World, and and of course you know. You know, LL Cool J, of course, he performed at the at the Macy's 4th of July fireworks show, along with the Roots and everything else in between. And he's, um, you know, rearranging his schedule of his tour, which some of them got canceled and all that other stuff whatsoever. And, of course, Lola Brooke, part of 50, part of Hip Hop 50 initiative and in honor of of um of the 50th birthday of hip hop so let me make some noise man here man and call this night um i was gonna do places to eat for the fourth of july but i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to save that for another time um because it's already it's already past midnight which is wednesday so anyway man so um the very last segment of the night um of course is going to be stream choices on the go Let's get into it right here, right now. And y'all know what to do, folks. And you at home that's still celebrating the 4th of July and everything. And I hope y'all having fun and everything in between. And, um, and, um, yes. So go ahead and follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram, off the Meat Rat Chains New York podcast on Facebook and Instagram, alongside with my sports platform, Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, as well as myself, G Money Stacks, aka the Gregonier, which is on G Money Stacks Triple Five in Queens, New York. Turn your notifications so you can know when I'm gonna be when each episode is gonna be dropping, and I may drop on I may drop on some questions in the Insta story and postage, so you never know when I might be doing that. Um, and of course, I didn't forget when you go to the link in bio, you're gonna see a whole list of audio streaming platforms. You're gonna see a whole list of audio streaming platforms. 
um, including including visual, um, starting with Audacity. Listen, so it's Linktree link slash G Money Stacks triple five. So you're gonna see a whole list of artist streaming platforms, including visuals, in which which includes Audacity, Audible, Audio Burst, Amazon Music, Breaker, Bullhorn FM. Castbox FM, Deezer, Listen Notes, Moon FM Podcast, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Pod Bay, Pod Friend, Pod Hound, Pod Opolo, Podorama, Podcast Index, Podcast Attic, Pod Chaser, Podverse, Podcast Guru, Podvine, Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Tune In Radio, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, the number one app for music radio and podcasts. You don't need a credit card or debit card to download iHeartRadio or any of the apps that I just mentioned right here. So make sure you subscribe on iHeartRadio and everywhere and and other streaming platforms that I'm mentioning. And and of course, be sure to follow um, Off the Meat Rat Chains New York Avenue podcast on iHeartRadio alongside with Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports edition show, and Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast review show as well. And do the same and do the same with YouTube. Make sure you grab the subscribe button on three of my YouTube pages. Excellent Fun Vibrant Talks podcast, the sports YouTube channel page, Meticulous Vibe Juice podcast, and the primary handle, G Money Stacks 555 included with all the new york episodes on there um yeah grab the subscribe button click on the noni noni bell alongside with with alerts so you can be reminded when the show goes on the air via live stream along with the date and time stay tuned for more video content upcoming episodes previous episodes um download the episodes Share the videos, share the episodes, um, listen, stream, watch these episodes, tell a friend to another friend, also tell a friend to another friend, and and of course spread the word, share the share the link that says Linktree slash G Money Stacks Triple Five, and of course be sure to download these apps that I just mentioned to you folks at home on your iPhones, your Android phones, iPads, Android tablets, your laptops, which includes Apple and Dell laptops. Um, Dell laptops with Windows, whatever Windows versions you have, it doesn't matter. And of course, you know the rest. All right? So, um, I like to say thank you very much to everybody um, who chose to um, tune into this New York Avenue podcast platform right here. You could have listened to any podcast in the world, but you chose to listen to this podcast as well. Um, and I appreciate I appreciate every single person who was featured on the Instagram live feed of the podcast show pages the podcast show page of the New York, the New York um, live stream of Instagram. Shout out to Cleve from 
with the Game in the Line podcast. Shouts to Sean from Sensibly Cynical Podcast. And um and alongside with um the others that also um came in and everything. Um I do appreciate y'all for viewing this. And also remember the grind doesn't stop, hardware pays off. Um, you hardware pays off. Um, you if you want something, you have to work hard for it. You have to work hard to earn it. And of course, find and look for something that gets that um that makes you happy. Um that makes you happy with a smile, um, creatively, mentally, physically, and spiritually, while you're on your P's and Q's that gets you into your zone alongside with tunnel vision. And also another thing to remember, you you don't need you don't need validation. You don't need validation from people. You need to validate yourself. You feel what I'm saying? I hope you do. And and yeah, that's about it. I'm gonna wrap this up right here. Uh thank you so much. Hold on, let me see who just let me see this shit. Hold on. Hold on, let me see this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. DJ Joda. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on a minute. Yeah. Handpick. Wait a minute. Handpick. Handpick waving. Okay. Here's just waving. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Shout out to DJ. 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 Um, Joda. All right. Shouts to you. Appreciate that. All right. Um, all right, man, I'm about to be out of here. Thank you very much. Um, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to, um, play a little, um, wait a minute here. If there's a way for me to, let me just go off with a bang actually. Um, Let's go off with a bang. Hold on a second here. Um, yeah, let's go off with a bang. Okay, hold on a minute here. Hold up. Um, hold up a second here.
Okay. I think I'm done right here, man. Peace and one love. Hope y'all enjoyed your Fourth of July um four day weekend, and I hope y'all enjoyed the fireworks and cool music music performances, especially at the Macy's Fourth of July um fireworks um show um in Manhattan. Whether you watched in Brooklyn or Queens and all that great stuff right there, man. So um really appreciate y'all for um tuning in. So. Thanks. Um, enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good night, and be careful out there. Be safe out there, and look and you know, look out for one another, and you know, ask around how they're feeling, mentally, physically, and spiritually. Very important. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah, that's it, man. I'm up out of here. Peace out. Listen, folks, if you like what you heard, I need your help on a couple things. If you like to support Off the Meat Rack Chains New York podcast, you can show some love by following the show on Facebook and Instagram with the same name at Off the Meat Rack Chains NY Podcast, O-F-F-T-H-E-M-E-A-T-R-A-C-K-C-H-A-I-N-Z. N-Y-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Alongside with my primary Instagram handle, GMoneyStacks555 in Queens, New York. And go to the YouTube channel, GMoneyStacks555. Be sure to click the subscribe button. Grab the notification bell so you can be reminded on when the show goes in the air live via live stream. 
more video content, upcoming episodes, previous episodes that will automatically be posted after the recordings, like, comment on the episodes with the topics, share the videos, download your favorite episodes, rate, spread the word to a friend, to other individuals. Please be sure to share the podcast with audio streaming choices to your friends. The audio streaming services includes Anchor, Audio Burst, Breaker, Deezer, Listen Notes, Player FM, Pocket Cast, Podbay, Podfriend, Podcast Addict, Podorama, Podchaser, Reason FM, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. I'm G Money Stacks, and thank you, listeners and watchers, for tuning into the podcast. One love.